It's time for the Plan with Dan podcast, the show that will help you discover and achieve your true purpose for money and make you a more confident investor. We'll talk about sane and intelligent approaches to financial planning. Now, let's Plan with Dan. Well, hello and welcome to another edition of the Plan with Dan podcast. I'm Mark Kaywood alongside Dan Betzel. He's the founder of Betzel Wealth Advisors, serving you in the greater Columbus area with an office in Gahanna near the airport. You can find him online at BetzelWealthAdvisors.com. That's BetzelWealthAdvisors.com. And as always on this podcast, we hope to glean some of Dan's wisdom from almost two decades (laughs) of experience in financial planning today is no exception to that. Dan, welcome back into the show. We're sitting here now in November and you've had a busy fall. I mean, you had a big trip, I understand. Yeah, so um, it's great to be back. I appreciate it. Yeah, I spent a little over three weeks working on a kibbutz in southern Israel. Had a great time. And of course, I was able to work a couple hours every day, you know, back in the office with computers and phones. So I was totally in touch the whole time. But I had a really great time. So it's great to be back. Don't worry, we didn't leave your finances on autopilot while we were gone. No way. No way. (laughs) But man, what a cool trip. I know we were talking off air about some of the places you went and whatnot. Real quick, just for the folks listening, I mean, give me like a favorite, just a highlight of the trip. Mm, I would say it has to be the people that I met because I actually lived and worked on the kibbutz with about 400 other people that live there. And it's in the southern tip of Israel, about 40 miles from the Egyptian or Sinai border. And, you know, uh, they came in the middle of the desert and they made it an oasis out of it. And I had so much fun getting to know the some of the founding members, interviewing them. They interviewed me on their little kibbutz radio station, which that was really fun. Played music with them. I was there for some of the holidays. You know, we danced in the sukkah. It was just great. It was really fun. Oh, man. That really does sound like a once-in-a-lifetime trip. And I know that one of the things we talk about on the podcast all the time is your goals for retirement. So if you're listening to this right now and you think, man, I'd love to do something like that. I'd love to spend a month in Israel or maybe Europe or any other number of places. Just remember that those goals are attainable in retirement with the proper planning. And of course, that's what we hope to show you how to do on this podcast, among other things. Before we can dive into today's topic, though, Dan, we're going to be talking about some hidden expenses you need to know about. Before we dive into that, you've been gone a while, so we need to catch up on the news. Extra, extra, read all about it. Dan, October was an incredibly volatile month in the stock market. We saw back mid-October where the Dow sunk 800 points just all over the place. It's kind of been a volatile year, if you think about it, if you look at the map. Of course, since the 2008 crash, it's still going up, up, up. But just a lot of volatility recently. What does this mean? What's the takeaway here? Is it doom and gloom, as some say? Is it oh going to keep gosh. skyrocketing upwards? I mean, what do we? how are we to think about this? Well, the first thing I want to say is that, you know, everybody says they don't like volatility, but really what they're saying is they don't like downward volatility. Everybody loves upward volatility. So I just think it's really interesting. Like earlier in October, I got a couple phone calls. Like I said, even though I wasn't in the office, I was working every day. I was totally in contact with clients and um, got a lot of work done when I was there. But they were calling me and they were saying, you know, hey, Dan, I don't, don't understand because, you know, the market's going up, 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 up. And my portfolio is not tracking that. You know, I'm doing okay, but it's not up as much as the regular market is. And I have to remind them that, you know, when you have a really well-diversified portfolio, you know, you do obviously have some U.S. equities. But, you know, most of my clients have 15 to 20% in U.S. equities. That's it. The rest of it's in fixed income, international, you know, and spread around the 19 distinct asset categories. So, yeah, you might hear that U.S. 
you know, stocks are up 20%. Well, that part of your portfolio that's, you know, in the U.S. equities, it's also up 20%. But your overall portfolio may not be up that high because you don't have 100% exposure into the U.S. equity market. Now, what I think is interesting, as you mentioned, you know, we had that day in October where that plunged, I think, 800 points. I hate to use the word plunge. It went down 800 points. It went down another 400 points, I think, the next day or so. And that's when you're going to say, you know, thank goodness I don't have overexposure into the U.S. equity because that well-diversified portfolio is going to help you out. We're going to rebalance. We're going to stay calm. When the U.S. equities are down, they're on sale. We're going to sell off some of those asset classes that are high, and we're going to buy those U.S. equities that are on sale. So yeah, the U.S. market, it's going to continue to be volatile. The market is always volatile. There's nothing new about it. We're still you know, looking at you know, 2 or 3% is all that we're talking about here. So here's my message. Stay calm. Rebalance. Think long term. Everything's good. Stay calm and carry on. Dan, I love it. I mean, it is the plan with Dan Podcast, and you always do have a plan. And I know that you must get all sorts of phone calls when the market's jittery like this, wondering, you know, what the deal is. But I think that's when you, like you said, you just remind folks that you stay the course, you came up with the plan, you stick to it, and you adjust where you need to, you rebalance, but there's no need to lose it, so to say. Volatility is to be expected, and your plan has been designed with that volatility in mind. Yes. No one's surprised. I like that. I like that a lot. Well, let's move on now to the mailbag. It's time for the mailbag. We want to hear from you. This week, we have a great question. Came to us from Oscar in Bowling Green. Oscar just turned 50. Congratulations, Oscar, by the way. Happy birthday. We should sing. Would you like to sing, Dan? Uh, no, thank you. <laughs> I'm just, Happy birthday. I'm just kidding, Oscar. You probably don't want us to do that on this program. But he just turned 50, which means that he can start contributing more to his 401k each year. And he really just quite simply wants to know, is that a good idea? Should he do that or not? You know, that's a great question. And, you know, first of all, happy birthday, Oscar. Secondly, you know, I love Bowling Green. I graduated from there. Wow. I'm not going to tell you when. It was in the late 70s. Got my master's degree from there. They had the best pizza. I don't know if Pizzanelli pizza is still there, but wow, it was great. But your question is a great one, Oscar. And I think, first of all, the fact that you want to take extra money and you want to invest it, that's just very, very, very wonderful and a great thing to do. But your question, though, is not that simple. Now, traditional financial planning would say, yeah, you know, fully fund, you know, your 401k and keep getting that tax deferral, tax deferral, tax deferral. But, you know, I think a lot of people are beginning to to realize now that tax deferral is not always the best thing to do. You know, you don't want to create a ticking tax time bomb that's going to maybe blow up, you know, when you retire. So maybe what you want to think about doing is opening up a Roth IRA if you're eligible and putting that money into a Roth IRA because the Roth IRA is not just tax deferred under the current law, it is not taxable. Or perhaps maybe you need to think about, you know, how am I going to deal with long-term care issues? Maybe you want to explore that as well. So in summary, great question. I certainly applaud your desire to save and invest more. And maybe you do want to put more into your 401k. Or maybe you want to open up a Roth IRA, or maybe you want to look at maybe some risk management issues that you might be facing, you know, as you begin to plan for retirement. So I would talk to someone who can actually look at your unique situation and tell you what's best, 401k, Roth, or perhaps, you know, look at some risk management 
avenues that you can pursue to mitigate that risk. If you'd like, you can contact me and I'll send you my uh, ticking tax bomb book that you could actually review and it might give you some direction. But congratulations and good luck with it. Yes, congratulations. Happy birthday. And of course, we wish you nothing but the best as you seek to up those contributions now that you've turned 50 and have the opportunity to do so. Of course, if you have more specific questions, we'd encourage you to come in and sit down with Dan for a complimentary visit. You can ask him about his trip to Israel back earlier in the fall and you can get into the nitty-gritty there of your 401k and what to do now that you've turned 50. Not saying you're old, of course, you've got time, but... uh, Oh, it sounds young to me. Exactly, exactly. Plenty of time to plan, but now is the time to plan. So, of course, wish you the best, Oscar. Let's move on now to Mind Over Money. Let's take a look at some of the psychology behind investment behavior. It's time for Mind Over Money. Dan, we've been doing this segment for a few months now. I love hearing your thoughts and just the different ways we perceive our finances, the psychology of it. Tell us this week about the illusion of control. Okay, that's actually a fantastic, uh, fantastic area I'd love to speak about. But you know, this is the idea that investors often overestimate their ability to control or influence events or outcomes. You know, for example, I see people exhibit this bias because they believe they can, you know, time markets or pick the best investment funds, or perhaps we should get more into U.S. equities, or we should get out of U.S. equities, or get into gold and all these things like that. And in reality, you know, this can create some really, really negative financial consequences. And earlier this week, I was meeting with absolutely one of my favorite clients, and you know, she's very wise and elderly. And she said to me, she says, "You know what, Dan? The more I try to control things." the more things get out of control. And I thought, oh my gosh, that sounds like such a bit of wisdom that I'd like to put into not just my financial life, but also into my, you know, personal life. You know, and this idea of over control. I want to leave you guys with an image. So it's like a farmer. Now, a farmer plants the seeds and he knows that he has to nurture those seeds. It's going to take time for the seeds to sprout and then the stock's going to, you know, break through the ground and the leaves are going to come and then the fruit is eventually going to be there. A farmer cannot every day dig up the plants and check and see how the to see how the root structures are going. If he does that, he's going to undermine obviously the entire plan. So that's this idea of over control that sometimes people have. They really believe that they're going to be able to you know, time the market, pick the investments, and they're working constantly against the market as opposed to having a well-diversified, structured portfolio where you know the risk and you're going to allow the market to do what the market does, and that's create wealth for you. So watch out for this illusion of control. Yes, it gets you every time. So many of these that we talk about, I feel like, are all about how we kind of get in our own head. And sometimes we just need to get out of our own head and stick to the plan. Of course, you want to factor your feelings and emotions into it, of course, as you're planning. But you do need a plan that's going to help you to stay the course and get out of your own mind, which sometimes is best for us. All right, Dan, I promised listeners we'd get into some hidden expenses. So we should probably do that before we get going too long here. But let us dive in. Like I said, Sometimes you can't see all the expenses you'll incur during the planning process. It's funny because everybody asks that. What does this cost me? What does it cost to work with you? What does this investment cost? We all ask those questions, but so often we don't see the hidden expenses sort of lurking back there. So let's just cover some important areas where you want to watch for the hidden expenses. And we'll oh, start- absolutely. I call this the fee iceberg. Yes. Just like an iceberg, you know, all you can see is that little bit that's above, you know, the ocean surface where in reality there's this huge mass of fees swimming underneath the ocean. Yeah, so of course, you know, there's the management fee which most people are aware of. If you have like an annuity, 
I was just working with someone earlier this week and even I was shocked. They were paying a close to 6% in various fees. There was the mortality and expense fee. There was the income rider fee. There was the spousal protection fee, the death benefit rider fee. It was amazing. Another area that's often very, very difficult to determine is, you know, what's the turnover ratio inside of a mutual fund that you may have? And of course, is going to be trading fees associated with that. And, you know, every mutual fund, every managed account has a fund expense ratio, which is different than the man management fee. And sometimes that can be as high as 1.45. So you take the 1% management fee, you add on top of it the 1.45 fund expense ratio, you look at the turnover ratio that's going on, you might have another, you know, half a percent, and you can begin to see, wow, this begins to really, really add up. There's also something called 12B1 fees that I think a lot of people are shocked. But if you look closely at your brokerage account statement, you may very well find in the small print at the end of the account statement, 12B1 fees where perhaps this particular you know mutual fund company is providing a kickback to this particular broker dealer. That's why there are certain broker dealers before the person even comes in to meet with me, if they tell me they're coming from this particular broker dealer, I almost know for sure they're going to have this fund or that fund because everyone at that company has this fund or that fund. Why? Because that fund provides a kickback, you know, back to the broker dealer. And of course, then there can even be commission charges if you're buying a commission product. So it's not easy to find out. But I think you do really, really well to look at this fee iceberg. Anyone that would like this, I actually prepared a short little brochure that I could send to you electronically that gives a lot more detail about this. Just you know, email me, call me, and ask for the fee iceberg, and I'll send it right over to you. Of course, we'll leave you with resources to get in touch with Dan and his team here in just a moment at the end of the podcast. But before we do, I do want to talk about one more type of fee. And it's not a fee in the term of a fee that's associated with a product, as we've just talked about. This is more lifestyle-related, the passage of time and the effects that that has on your portfolio. So I'm talking about inflation. I'm talking about potential tax increases and then just leisure activities as you retire. Those all sort of have a quote-unquote fee attached to them. Talk a little bit more about that, Dan. Yeah, so a lot of people are really shocked when they find out, for example, that for most Americans, 85% of their Social Security you know, is taxable. That really surprises them. That you know, inflation is something else that can really creep up on you. Even if you look at a three percent rate of inflation, which is a little bit less, you know, than the historical inflation rate, you know, a hundred thousand dollars in ten years, you're going to need one hundred and thirty-four thousand. In 15 years, 155000 So whenever you begin to like put together your plan and you start to really look and dive deep down into the nuts and bolts of it, you have to make sure that you look at the tax implications and the inflation implications. And what really may surprise some people is that they're actually spending more money in retirement than they did when they were working. And why is that? They want to take the trip to Paris. You know, they want to buy the camper and go across the country. They want to go visit, you know, their grandchildren, you know, in a different part of the country. So you have to really be certain that your inflation and the tax issues and your increased desire to travel or for leisure is all going to be taken into consideration when you make your financial plan. Yes, take into consideration all of those things. We're not, of course, saying that you shouldn't do them. That's the whole point of 
retirement no, to be able to not. do some of these activities. I mean, like, Dan, you just got back from this big trip to Israel, and I know that some of your clients want to do something like that when they retire. All that's possible, but you do have to take these different things into account during the planning process. Dan and his team can help you to do that. If you want to come in and sit down and meet with them for a complimentary visit, you can reach out, call them at 614-472-4510. That's 614 472 4510. And actually, Dan, real quick, tell us about the toolkit that you've put together because I know you've got this box of goodies that you'll send out in the mail to folks as well before they come in. Okay, yeah. So I put together a retirement rescue toolkit. It has a book, it has a CD, it has some white papers and some really great questions that you need to ask yourself to prepare yourself for retirement please feel free to email me, call me, or go to my website, and I'll get that Retirement Rescue Toolkit out to you right away. So if you want that toolkit, you want those resources to get you started before you even come in for a visit with Dan and the team, you can do it two ways. One, you can go online, BetzelWealthAdvisors.com, and you'll see it right there on the homepage. Or you can call 614-472-4510. That's 614-472-4510. Dan, as always, thanks for joining us on another edition of the Plan with Dan podcast. Thanks a lot. We'll do it next time on Plan with Dan. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by Betzel Wealth Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Ohio.